All right, season two, episode 19. Holy shit, I'm P-Money. And we've got our co-host, Ryan fucking Knowles. You in the house? <gasps> yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, shit. Give me some of that good inhaler. Yeah, dude, I'm still, you know, I'm having an asthma attack after that crazy race. Are you still recovering from the craziest race we've ever seen? Yeah. Um, I... I I think I'm still, I don't know what to do. I'm like, my hand's still tweaking. Literally, literally, when I see the timetable with the name of the winner, I still smile. Like, this never happens to me. So I can't wait to fucking get into it and obviously talk shit about Ferrari on their home race. What? I mean, I don't even know where to start. (laughs) How about we roll our intro and we get into it? Just do it. Question for all of you except Romain Grosjean. To whom it may concern, fuck you. More ladies in the paddock? Yeah, more, more, more paddock access, access to, uh, to some women. There's too many dudes. I don't really have a lot to comment on that, except that he was being a pussy. Holy motherfucking shit, dude. Uh... By the way, um, Lewis's quote... (laughs) Um, about more w- women being in the paddock has is is now more true. Just FYI, we'll get to that later with the you know that was a Williams tribute I just made. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you were reminiscing about the uh, like Monza pit babes oh. back in the day. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> that, yeah, because that was a pretty good one. Um, shit, man. Uh, all right, we have a new winner in F one. The 109th winner in the history of the sport. And it's a fucking good one. It's a big one. A, a really unexpected one. I'm going to try to tease this as long as possible, but we I have think to. He's, I think he's. We just have to come he, out and say it. He's turning kind of into like the people's champ. He is the man. And I supported this driver since he's entered F1. And how about I give you some of my stats? Cause in the end it's going to reveal kind of, yeah, we, we got, we got here. the stat boy in the house. Here we go. All right, we got stats. We got stats. Obviously we're in what we call the temple of speed. Uh, Monza fastest track ever. So Lewis Hamilton's pole position on Saturday was the fastest lap in, in F1 history, 264.263 kilometers an hour. Pretty fast. Pretty, when you know that pretty fast. Yeah, when you know there's a chicane where they have to drop to like second gear, it's a fast, fast fucking uh, lap time. And now we're going to get into a series of really new stats because it was a weekend of firsts. We have so, new stats on hand? Yeah, Jesus. new stats. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, I, I don't know if know you this. caught that. I don't know if you caught that. Um, 
Formula One on Saturday. Are you Amazon? Are you Amazon uh, web services? AWS tire. Uh, yeah, let's be. Uh, no, it's, dude, I hate that. It's now PWS. <laughs> web services. It's just it's just P money S actually right now. Oh, <laughs> services. Damn. So it looks like piss is what you're saying. <laughs> P money stats. P yeah, I didn't, money I didn't, sign S. Yeah. I just didn't think that one through. <laughs> the branding is gonna have to rebrand. <laughs> yeah, they're going through rebranding. All right, get to the stats. I right, get the stats. All right. Uh, this weekend was the first podium for Racing Point. It was also the first podium for Alpha Tauri. And two drivers led a Grand Prix for the first time, as we'll get into it. One is these Spanish. Are very, these are very like debatable, though, because like technically speaking, the previous versions of these teams did have <laughs> podiums. Yes. But that's why I love these stats, because like when a name changes, you know, it's a new team. It's, Technically, it's new, but yeah, I see what you mean. Can I throw a stat um, out there? Yo, was I done? Oh, okay, fine. Let's 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 do a little guess stat. Yeah, yeah guess stat. Um, Ferrari has the same amount of wins at the Italian Grand Prix as Alpha Tauri, aka Toro Rosso, since 07. Ooh, aka hurts. formerly known as Minardi. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts even more. Well, you you they have the same number of wins since 2007. That's the stat, right? Not in history. Um, no, 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 yeah. Thank you for clarifying. Because Shumi got a few wins there. Um, shit, that is a good stat. I like that stat. So you know, now that we said who won, um, first win for Alpha Tauri technically because it's a brand new team. First win for our boy Pierre Gasly, who is just like racking up driver of the day. Uh, week in and week out, the last year, two week. weeks in a row, two weeks in a row, and and this one is just like fucking epic. So, and there's one last uh little stat. Uh, so as we'll we'll get into later on the stand championship, we did terribly, but uh, some guys in Sweden bet twenty cents on the podium and won over thirty three thousand euros. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. What what do they put down? <laughs> <laughs> they put they put down that exact order. So all right, so the race results were as follow. Well, they did better than all the Swedes in Formula One. Sounds like. Give me a little drum roll. Uh, I don't do drum Pierre, roll. Pierre Gessi wins his first F1 race at Monza with Alpha Tauri. Thirteen, no, twelve years after Vettel won with um, Toro Rosso. Signs gets P two for the first time. He actually physically stands on a podium. And then Baby Stroll comes in in P3. I mean... That's right. That was the finishing order. Huge. And... Huge. Huge. It's the first... Huge. It's the first time since, like, I think 2007 that there's a podium that had no race winner on it before. And you know, Do you know what the previous one was? Uh, what was it? 2011? 20 no it's 2007 jesus so it was the year that now six-time world champion uh lewis hamilton won his first race and the and so he finished first p2 was nick heidfeld p3 was alexander worse and that was three drivers that had never stood on the top step before you know i knew that but i just like to make you feel better about your stats so 
Thanks. I, I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if you're a, be- if you're a betting man, you're obviously no one's ever going to bet on this trio. Uh, that's why they only bet 20 cents a piece. I think. <laughs> I mean, that. who would, who would have bet? I mean, we didn't bet on it. We thought we were going to get, well, what did I put last week? I put ham. I put Lewis Hamilton, Botas and Daniel Ricardo on the podium. And I put Vettel for a Grosjean moment, which by the way, Bit to, we could we could have that debate. Um, I mean, what the brake failure? Yeah, it wasn't his fault. Yeah. yeah, if it was Charles, though, ooh, we'll get to we'll get to Ferrari soon. We'll but Ferrari. but but we basically we thought Merck, Merck was just going to run away with it this weekend, and which they kind until, of did up until Quali. They did right. So it's the first time actually that Mercedes has like a one-two in like five years. I think so. That just shows you that how tight it usually is in Monza. But Mercedes kind of had the like a really good start of the race. Um, Hamilton got out and controlled the pace. Uh, but Botas, fucking Botas. Uh, I don't know, man. He he just, how, how would you describe his first lap? I think he lost four positions. I would, I would describe Valtteri Botas' first lap as why he's a number two driver at Mercedes. That's, that's how I described it. Right. But it's, it's even worse than that. It's like when, when Lewis doesn't win a race, he is supposed to pick up the scraps, right? Right. And he didn't this race as we'll I see. Mean, he got out muscled by the McLarens on lap one. Oh man. All right. So the McLarens think- just ran him into the ground. No, yeah. He got passed by both McLarens. He got passed by Danny Rick. At Ascari, which was a fucking brilliant move. And wait, did he also get passed by Stroll on the first lap? No. No, okay. All right. That would have been a lot. I think he did later, though. Uh, yeah, Botas literally went from like, yeah, bad to worse within a few laps. And he even thought he had a puncture and he just wasn't relevant this whole race. Uh, Max had an early DNF. So he wasn't really in this race. So we had Lewis Hamilton two McLarens in P2 and P3 for a while. And then and we were it was looking like a great result, first of all, for two McLarens on the podium, because that's kind of like what it would have ended up being. But then we got a series of kind of crazy events that led to an even fucking crazier race result. So I mean, can I just say something though? This was this was Merck. This is where the teams like in the midfield and Ferrari in fact, but we'll get to them um, need to take advantage of Mercedes. Like rarely, this is like Germany last year when, you know, they came in with their stupid ass outfits. Uh, let's not, you know, let's not forget that, you know, they came in like celebrating Mercedes German born company. And then they just completely fucked up their home race. <laughs> yeah. Way to jinx it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, and they've always had, they've had great success, great success. At Monza, um, shout out Borat, and look what happened. I don't know. Like they, this is where the other teams need to capitalize, and certain teams did, and certain teams didn't. Yeah. So Red Bull really wasn't a part of this uh, this race, and Ferrari. We knew Ferrari is going to struggle, but Ferrari did play a huge role in this race. Uh, we first had uh, what Vettel. I think Vettel had a brake failure, and he went through that like you know 
the run through in the first chicane. And at first, I thought he did it on purpose. Just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, that's literally what I thought. I thought, I'm like, wow, he really doesn't give a shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, fucking whatever, man. Yeah, like, fuck it, I'll take the penalty. I don't care. I'm leaving this team. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's no like, maybe I'll gain a few anyway. positions here. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if he did that with fans there? I mean, I think that would have been pretty funny. But I think Ferrari, big big bird. (laughs) So I think that was a break failure for him. And then you get the the Haas of K Mag, who stops in a weird spot right 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 next to the pit entry, I think. And we get um, a safety car. Yeah, we get a safety car. And apparently, all right, so apparently the only way to bring back KMAX's car was to bring it back to the pit lane. So they had to close the pit lane. And obviously, when there's a safety car, all teams are like, oh, let's go, let's let's pit, whatever. Uh, but the only team that didn't, the, the only two teams that didn't get the memo that the pit lane was closed were Mercedes and Alfa Romeo. Because Lewis Hamilton pit and Giovinazzi pit while the pit lane was still closed, which meant they were going to get a big penalty. 10 second stop and go which is the biggest penalty you can get actually it's in actually sport. 30 seconds it's 30 seconds from the time you enter to the time you leave was it was is the actual time it costs you yeah that's huge that's huge and you know i will say something is that uh when they reviewed everything um i've i've never seen that light panel that says you know like pit entry closed like i've never seen that in any race and i think even jb jensen button said the same thing on on air is like i've never seen this before like, every sky sports f1 commentator said that this is the first time i've ever seen that before and you know i think you know i'm not look we all know that i'm a lewis fan but i will say like it was very ambiguous like how when you're driving at that speed you know you're not necessarily like looking in that direction right even under yellow so I just it's, you, it just wasn't clear, and you know I think I think Mercedes also bright like broad daylight, yeah. Mercedes took it on the chin though, and and I think Lewis in the post race admitted he's like, look, you know, should I've seen it? Should our engineers seen it? Yes, and you know that's that's just the nature of the game, and you know we made a mistake, and we've got to eat it. We took some points, and we got to go on to the next one. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's the only thing you can do. Um, it's also easy to say that when you're, you know, leading the championship the way that they are in your Mercedes. Yeah, for sure. If you know, if if the battle was closer, everyone would be whining right now. Yeah. So Lewis gets a penalty, but right as the race is restarting, uh, I think, or a couple laps after, Leclerc has a huge shunt. And actually, when I saw it live. Like that was pretty, that was pretty scary. Like I, yeah, that was, I, I was, I held my breath for a second there. I was a little nervous. He wasn't getting out of that car, but he did, he did it. He did pretty quickly too. And it looked like it was like a brake failure, but apparently Leclerc said he just lost the car. He said it was his mistake. I wonder if he's covering for the team. Cause he was complaining all weekend, how difficult that car was to drive specifically through the parabolica. Um, I don't know, man. It's hard to say. Like I've, I've rewatched it and he might've like exceeded track limits for a minute. He wasn't ready because they had just done the restart. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Tires were cold. Tires like, were, yeah. yeah. There's a lot Who of different reasons. 
who knows? But that, so what, what that caused that, you know, as we've seen Parabolic as a super fast corner. And if you have a crash like that, um, and I think he, he like went straight into the barrier. So they actually had to red flag the race to fix that. And I yeah. thought of you when they did that. Cause like, you're like, you love your, you love yourself a good red flag. Dude, I love a good red flag. I was hoping though it was going to be a rolling restart. Um, but I mean, can you imagine, hold on, let's just, let's just take a step back. Vettel has a brake failure. Leclerc has a bit of a driver error. We'll say that because he he took took the blame for it. We're not quite sure, but uh, I'm starting. I, I'm wondering if I f- need to feel bad for for the Tifosi. I mean, I, I mean at this point you kind of have to, right? Like, right. So that's tough, uh, man. Uh, so <laughs> I don't like going on the dark parts of the internet, but every now and then I do. Uh oh. Yeah. Knowles went to Reddit. <laughs> So I went to a few, I went to thescuderia.net and also <laughs> official fan club, <laughs> literally official fan club. Welcome to the scuderia.net, the online voice of Ferrari F1. Anyway, uh, the website is basic WordPress. Um, they've got a lot of three. Yeah. They've got a lot of people on here. Let me just read you the, the top thread. 53 laps of pain and torture, AKA, the Italian Grand Prix of 2020. And this is a first, the first comment. In a season full of hurt and disappointment today, promises to be the worst of the lot. <laughs> it is truly a sad state of affairs, but remember everyone Ferrari having our wings clipped by the FIA was for the good of the sport. Are you fucking kidding me? So that's that's just that's one thing. They're playing a martyr role. Yeah, like, give me a break. Um, now I'm I'm moving over to the uh, the darkest place is Reddit. Um, so shout here, out to Reddit. Yeah, this is actually so depressing. Is one thread. Our expectations for this race were low, but two DNFs. I mean, holy fuck, man. And so well, far, I agree with him. Yeah. Um, let me just click on. This is actually so depressing. Prepare. Oh, by the way, Netflix. Oh, this is great. In the fact that Netflix cameras are shooting exclusively with Ferrari at Monza. No, you're fucking kidding me. Nope. 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 <laughs> oh, well, we know. I'm not exclusively, that's gonna- but that was there like one day to get access, like full access to, to Ferrari and I bet I I bet when they negotiated those dates, it was kind of like, oh, we need to be with Ferrari. There's gonna be all these fans. <laughs> this is like pre-COVID negotiation for calendar. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, it's just it is truly a sad state of affairs. Yeah, you know what? Like, you're starting to feel bad for Ferrari. You know what's fucked up though? At their home race, when that happened. I was like, all right, let's get this. Like, there's going to be a restart. I was super excited. I was like, in my mind, they're kind of like irrelevant now, which is, I don't know what's worse for like to feel bad for them or to just kind of forget they're even there, you know? Uh, I'm still kind of baffled by this martyr quote I saw. Just anyway. This oh, the wings being clipped. Yeah. No, give I don't me agree. A break. Like, cry me a river. Uh, I don't want to talk about Ferrari anymore. Yeah, well, Leclerc crash. He was okay, and I like. I think all the drivers saw that, and they're like, "Holy fuck!" Like, is he okay? Because that was a big shunt, and so they red flagged the race, and then this race kind of like <laughs> everything kind of kicked in like a whole other dimension for a while. You got Lewis running off, 
gets on his scooter, goes all the way down the pit lane, goes talks to the steward because <laughs> I think he's what went to complain or I don't know why what he thought he was going to do there. He, he um, wanted to understand. I guess this is how he, he explained it. I'm not going to make excuses for Lewis, but he was definitely pissed. I mean, yeah, sure, rightly uh, so because it, it it wasn't fully clear. Like I think that light needs to be directly in front of the pit lane if they're going to put it somewhere, but. Also, also fact is that Lewis was l- looking at his dash when he went past it. He admitted that. So, right. I mean, also Mercedes knew about it. Apparently, there's one guy in Brackley who read it. But by the time he told the team, it was already too late. They already told him to pit. Um, so he fucked up. How does uh, he fucked in Brackley up. know before somebody at the track? I don't understand that. So there's like on the timing screens, which is like if I were at a racetrack, you know, you know me, I would be in that room with all the timing screens because I love right? that shit. Um, and there's like pages of uh, commentary. So like when someone pits, it says like, you know, Giovinazzi pits this lap or, you know, uh, this one has sector or whatever. So it's all this information. It's kind of like a feed of info. And on the eighth page of it or on the fourth page, I forget, there was something that said pit lane closed. And that's crazy to me. That should be on the first page. Right. That, but, but only two teams didn't see that. And, you know, so, I mean, they, it, it is weird. Don't get me wrong. It's not like normal, but also other teams did read it. So I think Mercedes, it was just kind of like, it kind of just maybe shows a little weak spot of Mercedes. Um, uh, they need to get like you know another intern to read those pages or something. Um, I don't know. I mean, for me, it just sounds like they got a little too comfortable. Could be, man. It could be like a mix of whole. Well, think about think about like where Lewis was in the race, right? Lewis had basically been dominating. Like that start he got, he just blew everybody out of the water. He was clearly like on his way to another win. I mean, when he qualified, they already had like the. <laughs> that fuck up they had the uh oh yeah that's what i wanted the 90th win uh, <laughs> artwork during qualifying it was like wow um okay yeah i was like that's how you really feel monza <laughs> it's saturday yeah, guys. It's not Sunday, guys. <laughs> um but that being said like what uh, i think merc just yeah merc got too comfy and that's where everybody just was like, here we go. These are the bits that we need. I agree. I agree. They were kind of like, hey, let's pit now so that, you know, we don't get caught out later. And uh, yeah, it ended up backfiring on them. It was it was kind of confusing for us too, like on TV for a while. Um, but so before the restart, we knew we had the penalty and he's going and arguing with him, whatever, with the stewards. And then we have a standing start, which I... I wait, why, why did you want a rolling start? I think it's... Well... I mean, I think, all right, maybe it's my Indiaisms. Um, I, I think a rolling. Hear. What? <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to hear you say that. Yeah, shut the fuck. Yeah, I knew you did. Um, I, I just wanted to see. I think it's really fascinating when drivers are able to, like, antici- how do you anticipate that start, right? You're basically following the leader. The leader has full control, but you've got a hunger like a pack of wolves behind you ready to just breathe down your throat and murder you. Um, so I just think it's fun to watch. <laughs> I mean, I, I would have been happy fun. with either. And I just think that at Monza, there's, there's more, um, since, you know, these F1 cars aren't the easiest to follow. Uh, I think the standing start offered a better chance of like, you know, 
having some uh, having like a good mix up after the restart. And it did. I mean, you saw Gasly launch into P2 from P3. Because guess what? Gasly pit one lap before the um, before Leclerc's incident and the red flag. And at the at that time, Kvyat was telling the team, hey, you need to let me buy because I'm faster than him on faster tires. So they're like, all right, we're going to pit Gasly. And Gasly was like, fuck, we pitted the worst time. And there's like, no, red flag, motherfuckers, restart. You can start in P3 on new tires. I mean, that was amazing. But also, like, Lance Stroll benefited greatly from that, too. I think Lance Stroll was the one who missed out the most. Like, that was his race. That was okay, like so the he- moment, racing point. Because he was he hadn't pit yet. Let's remember that. Like Lance Stroll he, had a pit. He hadn't pit. So oh and, oh, and also before the red flag, there's a lot of teams pit. I think only a uh, a few teams didn't. Uh, and I think Stroll is the only one who didn't physically pit. But there's a rule that says that if there's a red flag, you can change your tires. Which and- I think is a great rule, by the way. I think that's fantastic. Keep it. I I have to side with Norris on this one. Because if you're if you have to change tire compounds during a race and you don't pay the penalty of going in the pits and whatever twenty seconds it takes to change your tires, that's an unfair advantage for me to be able to just. I mean, is it to though, get like, that on every? If everybody's got, I mean, everybody can do it. So right, but if you if you everyone had just pit literally a lap before that, right? So no one else changed their tires but Stroll, I think. I guess I don't really understand the disadvantage it causes. So at the end of the day, what happened, you know, so Gasly, Gasly basically off the restart, Gasly launches, he, he, uh, he takes stroll and he's in P2, right? right. Effectively. Uh, cause Lewis is still out front. Lewis has two laps to serve his penalty. He's like, all right, we got to do this right away. So we have Gasly leading the race. Uh, we have, um, stroll and then we have a few alphas, and science who had gone like science lost out a lot with um this uh with the red flag because he lost a few positions and he had to make his way back through the field and norris who was on for a podium basically what he's saying is that if stroll had pit like i pit he wouldn't have gained that advantage you know and the red flag and he just like you know i can understand it's a bit of a sore loser thing but it's kind of fucked up. If I I put myself in his position, I'd be super pissed too because I actually took the time to pit and he didn't and he's in front of me now. I don't know. I mean, look. And he gets well, your podium. I get it. Yeah. I, I get that. But like at the same, at the end of the day, like Danny Rick actually put it really, really well. He's like, look, you know, was everybody mad at the red flag? I think so. I mean, I, I just, Yeah, he ba- all right. So Danny Rick, I'm just I'm bringing up the quote. He basically said like, you know, the the red flag fucked us, and, but at the end of the day, you know, that's that's racing. You know, we we all deal with the same rules, and you know, Pierre benefited probably the most from it. Um, and then also what happened with Lewis, but that's you know, he basically he was like, that's racing, and we all deal with it. So we got the points we needed, and and move on. You know, we've got another race in, in, in five, in, in seven days. So, um, that's how that's, I look at it. And with all due respect to Lando, cause I'd love him. You know, the pizza helmet was also so condescending. 
mean, such wow. a chirp. That's like, yeah, he's like, he literally was like, my favorite thing about Italy is pizza. Pepperoni pizza. I mean, Jesus. I asked Diato, our, our Italian Serb American friend, uh, about what he thought, and he's like, "Yeah, it's pretty diminutive." <laughs> but whatever. He's. Yeah, I think he he's just still salty and just Ferrari's state of affairs. So like, I, that was I like, got other things to worry about. Like, I can't even <laughs> I can't even watch this race because I got two DNFs to deal with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it. It's also racing, so it's maybe one of those where it's like, all right, you know, you lost out on it, but when maybe one day you'll benefit from that kind of stuff. Um, but after the restart, basically, we saw what F1 could look like if we had sprint races because we saw like a whole reshuffling, and we had Lewis who was dead last, thirty seconds behind the pack, um, and both Ferraris out of the equation. Um, Max was out too, so it's literally, you know, like. As if you had reversed the grid. Um, I mean, everybody we, was so, yeah, everybody was so focused though on on Re- or Ferrari that we forgot that Red Bull also had just a pretty dismal weekend. Max, there's like an, uh, a clip of Max just fucking furious, yelling, screaming about his engine. Um, yeah, he wasn't a happy camper. And and then what we get is we get a sprint race and we basically get like a duel between Gasly and Sainz. For what twenty laps? When Gasly has obviously been able to pull out a gap to Carlos, and Carlos is making his way. You know, he, I think he had to pass Giovinazzi, he had to pass Kimi um, and Stroll, I guess. And then we had some like what two or three laps in the end where he was getting closer and closer, and we saw that science was like science has got that killer attitude as well. Like he's like, I want this win, like. I'm not settling for P2, which would, by the way, be his best result in F1 to this day. But he could, he's like a, he's like a hunter that could like, you know, that could see his prey and he was like all about it. So I loved seeing that attitude. I mean, so amazing. And all right, we got, we got to get into like the last laps. I got a little, because obviously, uh, Gasly ended up, you know, fending off the attacks in the end. Uh, Science gets to DRS. Yep. I was I was a little scared. Like I'm clearly was rooting for Gasly. Uh, nothing against Science, um, <laughs> but you know, uh, he's his French his Frenchness comes out. <laughs> the Frenchness comes out. And were you watching the the Canal Plus? Uh, I was not. I was uh, not. But if I were, I would have heard this right here. Elle est presque là, elle est presque là, cette victoire Accélère, accélère Oui, il va aller la chercher Ne lâche pas La victoire de Pierre Gassi Il l'a fait Victoire de Pierre Gassi Oh my god, yes P1 Pierre, P1 we just won the race. Oh my god. 84. I just want to say congrats to all of you. All of you. All of you did amazing job. Alfatari, Honda, all the engineers, all the mechanics, everybody in Fanza. Thanks to you, we, we did it. We did it. La victoire française, 24 ans, 3 mois et 18 jours après uh. Olivier Panis. Uh. 
<laughs> Sorry, that was a bit that was a bit of a long oh, jingle, wow. but I was just you know it's 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 rare that a French driver wins an F1 race. It had been twenty four years. So yeah, so to just translate what the uh, <laughs> oh so, so what the Canal Plus. Uh, I didn't know you're gonna go that deep, Jesus. The the Canal Plus driver uh, commentators are basically like pushing Gasly to the uh, to the finish line. So before I cut that, he was saying, "Get uh, get out of his drift, get out of his drift, and put your put uh, like uh, what is it." pedal to the metal yeah. uh floor it go just keep going keep going you got this you got this <laughs> then he just loses it yeah. when he crosses the line <laughs> as if he's like actually he, he forgot that he has a job right yeah. yeah it was like there was no uh like it was not subtle there was clearly like Favorite it would have been the it would have been the end of the world if signs had passed him at the parabolica like it, it would have been, crushed oh i mean psg losing in champions league final uh yeah Fred- whatever yeah, that's fine. All right, well, whatever. But France just self-destructing in the 2010 World Cup. Um, yeah, it would have been one of those moments for France. Wait, wait, why? Why did you have to bring 2010? No, dude, I'm just not saying, cool. You know? not cool. <laughs> it's, it's like worse than Ferrari right now. Just reminding everybody. Of yeah, when happened. you have your when you hit the highs, you got to remind yourself of the lows. Exactly. You know, <laughs> vive la France. Oh man, how? I mean, I don't think there's another driver that I wanted to see win this race. Like on Sunday, it's like I couldn't be happier to see Pierre Gasly win after being dropped by Red Bull in a in a pretty terrible way. And having to prove himself to the F1 community and just putting in all these awesome drives. Dude, he's making Albon look like a fucking fool right now. And also, <laughs> can I just say something? This, I'm going to get to this in my quote of the week, but <gasps> fuck Danny Kvyat. I mean, I agree. What a, what a shitty what a shitty teammate. All right. I think both of our quote of the weeks are uh, Gasly based i feel yeah so do you want do you want do you want to just give us your quote right now yeah i mean we might as well i know you know we have notes we don't really follow them but um <laughs> yeah we have notes uh we never follow the order of the notes but <laughs> we end up getting through most of it yeah we, we kind of we wing it most of the time all right so basically like this fucking guy i swear to god he's like i'm in dirty air all the time so help me with that He's making mistakes. This was Kvyat to his team referring to Gasly during the race. And and then afterwards he said, oh, it was eventful. I'm very happy for Pierre. Congrats, congrats to him and the team. I think, I think he said it. With- more, he goes on, but like, you know, that was in the race, the first part, but the second part was, was post-race. And uh, is there, is there a preference with Pierre? Probably. But he's putting in the performances, and this is race after race. So I just uh, – Danny Kvyat's energy in F1 sucks. That's all. That's basically what I'm trying to say. <laughs> he's, he might become my new Grosjean. Wow, yeah. I feel like, I feel like he – there's clearly more negative feelings towards him right now than any other driver. I might, uh, I might get my phones tapped by Russian intelligence after this. but Yeah, it's already happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. as, as we speak yeah, forgot about that part uh 
I I have to, I mean I have to agree he's kind of an asshole and you probably read that with more emotion than what he actually put in when he said <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, just I'm in Durtiar all the time. I can't possibly I don't know. I can't even do it. It's impossible to try to recreate the lack of energy Danny Kvyat ever expresses. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it must have sucked to be Danny Kvyat on Sunday because you were, he was literally right behind Gasly when he pit yeah. and he was trying to get out of his dirty air or whatever and then he sees him win. <laughs> I I don't feel for him because fuck Sucks, him. But suck, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just it's tough. But also I thought about, you know, last year at Toro Rosso uh, when so Gasly comes back, right? You would... You would think that Kvyat has an advantage over him because he had half a season in that car, right? <laughs> but, and he and he had the podium in Germany, right? Uh, so he's but also like kind of similar the, situation to what we had this weekend. Let's remember, you know. Yeah, I mean, clearly it was you know it was he it was you know rainy and all that, and but he probably thought like hell yeah, I got this team behind me, and like you know I'm I'm gonna you know I'm on my way back and getting that Red Bull seat because you know you never know with Red Bull. And then Gasly comes back and, you know, Sekviet had a P3 in Germany. Gasly gets a, a P2 in Brazil. Yeah, it's P2. So that's one up on him. And then he gets a fucking, all these drivers, of the, you know, all these amazing drives, out qualifies him all the time. And then he wins. Like, the guy's got to hate Gasly right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, you know, race, like I said, sucks to suck, you know? Yeah, it's like Botas hating Hamilton. It's like, well, why don't you beat him? And I mean, that's really all it comes down to, right? Like, you know, it's 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 the same thing throughout sports. It's like you can talk as much shit as you want, but it really comes down to the results. So, you know, I, I love the banter about it, but at the end of the day, like, you know, as much as of of a as much of a Merc fan as I am, it was kind of good to see them get humbled this weekend. It was, and that that you oh man, that was a perfect lead into my quote of the week, which that was not you're planned. So, by the you're way, you're so welcome. Yeah, we're we're not that, ve- we don't plan we don't plan our episodes that well usually. <laughs> I'm gonna Venmo you for that later. <laughs> um, all right, so here we go. it's a bit of a long quote, and it is from Lewis. Um, so he he starts with saying Pierre is just a really nice guy, and I think he has a lot of talent. I don't think he was necessarily treated fairly at Red Bull in the end when he got promoted, and I think it's not easy for a driver when that happens. So I empathize with that. And side note, just Lewis always loves to throw that word around. Um, what to then, Yeah, to then hey, build up the confidence. I, I like I like empathy. All right, let's. You know. I love empathy. I, I just, I'm just, it's just an observation that all right, all Lewis right. loves that word. He probably, you know, learned it and, <laughs> and he, now he just uses it whenever he can. It's great. That's like when I learned uh, the word emulsify. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good word. It is a good word. That's why for all you ESL speakers out there. <laughs> to then build up the confidence, the confidence up in not necessarily as quick of a team a.k.a. Toro Rosso, and now Alpha, and build the confidence up again, and then to come around with some really great performances he's had this year already. Then to get himself a win, I think it's not easy to do that, and I'm really impressed. That's a six-time world champion saying that. So, so he, you know, pra- he praised him, and then he ends with saying he's done a fantastic job and deserves a success. Uh, hopefully that creates an opportunity for him moving forward, but this is the part I really want to get to. Also, he beat the team that demoted him. <laughs> That's definitely got to hurt for them. 
Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, ooh, after like the shitty. And it's not the first time Lewis is doing that because he's been talking a lot about how Albon is not helping like indirectly about like, oh yeah, like Red Bull only has Max, like without ever saying Albon's name. And it's just like another dig at Red Bull. So uh, yeah, interesting words. I don't, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's, I love that. I'm sorry. That's great. That's great for the sport. I love seeing Lewis, like, you know, Lewis is in a position now where he's clearly like pulled away from Seb. You know, I think he can be a little bit comfortable in not being as like diminutive uh, as he, he tended to be in the past. You know, I think he's, he deserves that. But at the same time, like, it's great to see him supporting young drivers who, are seeing success, you know, even, even when Max wins, he, um, he still respects the fact that he's one of the up and coming drivers. Right. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, you know, great. it's funny. You said that, like, as you said that ESPN notification popped up on my phone and it was about Pierre Gasly's brewing, uh, bromance, growing bromance with, uh, Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. I think they play call of duty together. Like when, uh, when, when video games, who Gasly? No, does I know Gasly does, but does Lewis? Yeah, he, he he plays. He doesn't like play racing games that much. I think except for Gran Turismo, but he plays a lot of Call of Duty. Apparently, oh. apparently, him and Gasly go on. I don't know. I don't even know what you call a Call of Duty session, but uh, whatever. It, that's another like deep dark web thing. Um, <laughs> you know, by the way, just on the on the the Gasly caveat uh, Delta gap um, caveat talking the shit that he wants to talk but he you know let's take the 25 points away from pierre oh okay all right so let's take the race win away let's say he finishes outside of the points this race he's still got it like a 20 point gap between him and 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 uh and kvyat yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of reshuffling next year. Um, Actually, I'm I don't sorry. know. A 20 point gap. It's about 15 points. Here's a question for you, though. Uh, Gasly, clearly, with this amazing win, like, I, I, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm still not over it. Um, he definitely, like, I think what they said on TV is like, he's definitely secured his, you know, future in F1. What does this mean for him though now? Like, what, like he's obviously gone up through the Red Bull program, which honestly is probably the most cutthroat racing uh, junior academy out there. Um, does he stay with Red Bull? I don't think he does. I don't think it would be smart for him because Red Bull has put all their marbles on Max. So if you go to take that second seat, no matter what, you are going to be second second tier to max. And that's why Daniel Ricardo, who's a seven time Grand Prix winner left, right? Like DR three proved himself and he legitimately probably should have been given more preference, preferential treatment, but you know, max came through and, and did what he did. And the golden just, boy, the golden boy. And I just look Gasly, this will be my rant for the week, I guess. But, um, <laughs> I think, Lewis taking a shot the way that he, like you brought that your quote of the weekend is a perfect example of why Gasly shouldn't stay at Red Bull. Like Lewis knows how that team works. You know, they don't give drivers enough time to really flourish or blossom. 
It's like it, he's not going to go to a team that's going to want to support him the way that he needs to be supported. Let's put it. I that think way. yeah, and I and I think you're right. Like he's already had that experience in Red Bull, and I think they never gave him a fair chance ever from the start. Not like Albon actually got. Um, a chance to prove himself and Gasly never did. He was always the guinea pig for settings for for Max because he started out by crashing in preseason and and just like the pressure they put on him was just huge. But they also they they fucked him over. So I think that now I agree with you. I think now he needs to find I think he probably needs to do another year at Toro Rosso, unfortunately. But then he needs to see how that driver market opens up and he needs to get himself like a top drive. And I think I, he, dude, I think I, he could. Yeah, I think he could too. I mean, I think, you know, we'll see what happens with Merck. Who knows? Maybe this relationship with with Lewis puts him in in a Mercedes seat. But oh man, you know, can we see Gasly <laughs> and Russell as a? That would be a strong ass team. That'd be good, dude. George man, Russell also, yeah, like, dude, he's a just, waste. It's he's wasting his time at Williams, which we'll get to. Uh, I mean, he's yeah. I guess it's better to be an F one than not be an F one, right? True, true. Um, uh, than to pull like an Ocon, being like a reserve driver for a year. Mm-hmm. But so check this out. Like you know, this is how badly Red Bull treated um, Gasly. Uh, he wa- he wins GP two title, right? Which like now it's called Formula Two. Which usually when you're an F two champion, you get a seat. And Red Bull says no, you're not good enough. So they send him to fucking Japan <laughs> for a year. Formula. Yeah, which is a great formula, but that's also where like you know no one looks at that formula anymore. Like you know, it's when you're when you're an F two champion, you go to F one. You don't go down a category. So I, I I still can't get over the fact that Helmut did that to him, and then he demoted him in a very like dirty way. Obviously, I'm not. I'm pretty biased, but I'll stop here. But I'm just going to say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But think about like signs. Sign signs went. Yeah, but think about this. Carlos signs went through the same shit. He's now at McLaren on his way to Ferrari, which, you know, God bless him. Um, yeah, Carlos Sainz went, he left the Red Bull family before Red Bull could really fuck him over. Right, which Remember? I think yeah. was a smart fucking move. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a smarter move than signing for Ferrari <laughs> this year. But as he said, though, there's never a bad time to go to Ferrari. But yeah, I think, yeah, and I think Gasly needs to take a page out of Sainz's book and, you know, shop around for sure. Or um, like, I mean, it's interesting to see what happens with Red Bull drivers outside of Red Bull, right? Um, see what happened with Seb. Uh, yikes. And then <laughs> and Danny Rick, you know, I think he, Danny Rick's been great for Renault. Um, Speak, yeah, speaking of Renault, like we, we, we both thought Renault would be, you know, super quick this weekend. And I mean, they got solid points. They got a P6 and a P8. And there was a pretty colorful message after the race with Ocon calling out the team's strategy on radio. Did you hear that one? Yeah. Well, you you said you're like, you disagreed with me on, on our, you know, our, on our banter thread. I thought it was like his team was right to tell him to shut the fuck up. You know, I get that he's pissed, but like keep it off the radio and deal with it when you get out of the car. Yeah, I I can see that now. Um, uh, my 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 thing is, it's once you're you have like given the team a certain amount of results, then you can start saying that. Oh uh, yeah, I think he has maybe earned the right to kind of call them right. out publicly. Right. Uh, like Lewis could do that to Merck, and he has done it, and we never make a big. Like, can you imagine Lewis being told to shut the fuck up like that? No. no. Well, you can't. Yeah, no, you can't do that to him because it's just it's like 
but like you said, Lewis has earned kind of the right to do that if he wants to publicly. Whereas Ocon like still needs to put in the results in order to, to, it was a, it was just a bit arrogant, you know, and I just didn't appreciate it. I was like, his race engineer was totally right to tell him to, you got the, you got the points kid. You're in the points. Yeah, and you like, haven't, I like you haven't how, been in the points all that much this season. <laughs> <laughs> that radio message started with like fantastic job and ended with like them yelling at him like a little kid. You know, <laughs> actually, I take that back. Ocon's been in the points. He's been pretty good. He's as a good five, five out of the seven or eight. Yeah. Not not bad, not bad. Uh, I think Danny Rick and Ocon could have had better luck, as they said. So it wasn't like a pure pace thing, obviously. Um, so, yeah, we clearly... It's not the race yet for um, uh, Cyril's tattoo. Uh, but let's see. Oh, we don't get it, though. I feel it. Oh, it's happening. Um, I, think, I think Danny Rick's going to get a podium this season. I hope so, man. I really want to see Cyril get a honey badger tattoo. With all with all that's happened this race weekend, we almost forgot that this was the last weekend, and you alluded to it in the beginning, um, for the Williams family uh, leading Williams Racing. Yeah. Um, you know, I have very mixed feelings about it. I understand the nostalgia and everybody's like, it's a sad day for, for Formula One, but it's also kind of the natural progression of things. Um, you know, time to step down, time to, to let new management come in and they're still going to be advisors to the team. Um, you know, the, the, the office, the, the hedge fund, basically family office, um, they're very family oriented. So they wanted to make sure that everything would fit properly and, you know, that the Williams family would be happy with the arrangement, but. Williams was struggling and for a long time, pretty much since 2011, uh, they put themselves on the German stock market to basically raise money and they've been losing money ever since. So, yeah. Well, I think the Williams family that was a little bit did. Somber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My Damn. Bad. Damn. We were supposed to like say something good about them. <laughs> well, I'll let you, I'll let you do that because it's, I don't think it's a sad day for, for, for Williams. I think it's, the no, name is, it's, it's, I don't know. Go ahead. The name stays there. You know, you've got new management coming in. And I think that's, that's an important thing, not just in, in, in sports, but in, in business, you know, you need to change out management. And I think Claire, Claire did a decent job. I think she had a lot of pressure. Um, the rule changes, everything that happened, um, in the last 10 years, the last decade was, was tough. And they, I don't know, man, it's, I'm not as sad about it as everybody else is. Let's put it that way. I mean, I was only going to kind of mention it, not to go <laughs> that deep into like, <laughs> the analysis and the stock market. Yeah, I'm just going to say like, Hey, uh, we're going to miss you guys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> kind, of, uh, kind of thing. Well, you want to read uh, some stats about Williams? You have them ready or what? No, I, th- I mean, I think on another episode, we should definitely go down like a Williams. Um, I'm down know, to have a Williams no- episode. Nostalgia Road. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I love me some Williams. Just just to kind of, you know, celebrate Williams as time in F1. Who's your all-time favorite Williams driver? Ooh. There's a lot. A lot of good ones. I mean, you know, the easy one would be like, okay, go Senna. Um, but that would be also real sad. 
Uh, right. But like, and you know, you don't, you remember Senna more for his McLaren days, right? Right, of course. Yeah. So the good a Williams, Williams driver, I would go with, um, oh man. I mean, you put me on I mean, the spot we, here. I mean, I, you, know, you, you, you know who was a Williams driver? Nico Rosberg. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you know who was? <laughs> Jensen Button was a Williams driver. He Damon was. Hill. Damon Hill. I mean, I was going to go Damon. Um, I was. But you know who's? You know who's the the baddest? Jacques Villeneuve. Ooh, he's good. Oh, and he won Indy. But I was he talking about Indy? another another oh, Indy driver. Juan Juan Pablo. JPM baby Juan Pablo Montoya. Might, actually, yeah. So I was either my three favorite Williams drivers were probably Damon Villeneuve because Villeneuve is, I mean, his story is crazy. Um, but I think Juan Pablo might be the best driver to never win a title, and also was at Williams. I, yeah. That yeah, probably Juan Pablo. Yeah, and he always said he regretted leaving. Like he is the Williams driver, not giving a fuck about any politics. And yeah, man, fast motherfucker, um, JPM. Um, yeah, so but Williams' name is going to stay, and they'll be there at the next race in Mugello, which wait, is. Wait a second. What about the other Schumacher? <laughs> Ralph. Yeah, we always forget about Ralph. Right, but like I, I mean, I was just thinking of Ralph when we were talking about you know, when you were t- saying your names out loud, and I said, "Yeah, I mean, Ralph was a good driver and severely underestimated." But Juan Pablo Montoya, I don't know, he just has more charisma, you know. Yeah, Juan Pablo did not give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing the name in F1, and we will get to our Williams episode one day, and. Uh, go down the history because there's also Nigel Mansell, dude. Like he was a fucking. Legend. I'm not a. I'm not a big Nigel guy, though. Yeah, yeah. He's a bit boring, you know. He's a. I mean, he was. He was a. He's a bit of a very very cat. good driver. Yeah, he's a great driver, but he just kind of bores me. That's all. Yeah, he doesn't have the charisma that like a or the fire that right. like a Montoya has. By the way, Montoya just FYI is going to be racing Le Mans. Interesting. He's uh, might want to lose some feet. weight for that. Yeah. Ooh, wow, dude, that's fucked up. That's fucked no, up. actually, I, I, I think Montoya Yo, should not Columbia change. Is coming th- after you for that one. He does. He doesn't need to change anything because it's worked so far for him. So yeah, yeah I'm just five, six. I didn't. I just. I just six. feel that Montoya, if he was a little more, you know, diligent, could have been like a one or two time world champion. So yeah, I think he's well, also admitted that. Yeah, for sure. You I know, mean, like, he, yeah, he was faster than Kimmy for me, like raw speed. He just like then was not as diligent and like. Oh, here we go. Piss, piss services, p p money, web services. <laughs> uh, piss. Is that what this is? Yeah, this, this you is know what's my... funny is the second time, and now we're going on a Juan Pablo tangent, but. Uh, which we should probably just have an episode on him because he's he's yeah. absolute gold. Um, the second time he won Indy, he was like, "This feels so much sweeter because I actually respect how much it takes to win this race." <laughs> As in, like the first time he did. As in the first time he like actually kind of didn't like he just didn't. He was such <laughs> an arrogant prick at that I mean, time that he was just like, "Oh, this is easy for me," which is kind of the attitude he then brought to Formula One. 
Yeah, and it it was kind of true though. In his first season, he went toe to toe with uh, Schumacher, which is like as if someone rolled into F one now and started bullying Hamilton on the racetrack. It would be pretty cool. <laughs> It'd be awesome. Yeah, this guy out of fucking nowhere. Uh, so, all right, yeah, we'll have our Juan Pablo Montoya episode. <laughs> Juan Juan. Um, next race, Mugello fast track, and it is going to be. Ferrari's thousandth race. Uh, who cares? It's a big one. I mean, we All have right. to care because they're going to have a special livery. I hope they have like special uh, costumes or hats like Mercedes did because that would make the whole. You know what they should look like? Weekend-old. Super Mario. Ooh, talk about reductive. Let's see what Diato has to say about that. <laughs> diminutive I'm not, diminutive I'm, was a word, by the way. I'm diminutive. <laughs> I will not comment on the Super Mario, but it would be really funny. <laughs> I mean, that, pretty much Lando putting pizza on his helmet was like <laughs> basically having a, a Super Mario. Watch, watch McLaren have like Super Mario race suits or Red Bull. <laughs> That'd be so fucked up. <laughs> it would. <laughs> All right. Um, predictions, because we did terribly on, on last week's so i think bad. the only thing we got right was uh pole position for lewis so as the points then it's 35 points for myself and 24 for you f Knowles. shout out kobe oh god yeah. you can't bring kobe up like this at right, the end sorry. here well, i got the 24 <laughs> i might just stay there all season um. <laughs> all right yeah <laughs> kind of like diato's fantasy team oh um, dude he's struggling um <laughs> Diato, for everyone listening out there, he's put Ferrari. He's got Ferrari drivers, but he did do well because he had Carlos Sainz. And uh, from Milan, by the way. So you know, this was a real tough weekend for him. Real tough. Is he alive? He's alive. He's he's not (laughs) looking forward to Mugello. (laughs) He's not looking as forward to Mugello as much as we are. He Um, wants to watch the race with me this weekend. I'm like, is that a good idea? You should. You should. I think, you know. For moral support? Yeah, just make sure, you know, it doesn't get too dark in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The shades are down. It's going to be tough. No, don't shame him. Just going to be there for moral support. No, no, no. I mean, like, in his apartment, the shades will be down. It's just full black. And <laughs> like, welcome. Just, this is this is the end, my friend. Just bring a bottle of Chianti at 7 a.m. Be a great way to start the day for you guys. Yikes. All, All right. right. Let's get back on track here. Uh, predictions for next race. I think it's my turn to go first. I have no idea because it's a new track. Dude, I have since- no clue. These predictions are so difficult. I don't know where I'm going yet. I've got like three different ways I could go. By the way, we didn't even mention, we're not going to get into this now, but the fact that FIA banned those engine modes has a lot to do with also the mix-up and not being able to pass and storm through the field after that red flag. Just saying. Mm. Just saying. I'm mad about it. Yeah, me neither. Uh, pole position will go to. I mean, it's got to go to. It's got to go to uh, Lewis. No one, no one can compete with them still in quali. I'm gonna go for Lewis P1. I'm gonna go for Max P2, and I'm gonna go for. Uh, I'm gonna give it another shot. Danny Rake P3. All right. Who's going? You know what? Five. You know, no, no, no. That would make no, no, no. That would, no, that no. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm putting boats as B three, one point five. Danny Rick, because he's gonna have a strong race. And um, the Grosjean moment, just because, like, you know, he's not our favorite driver right now, is going to Kvyat again, who I had for last I like week. It. But I fucking like it. <laughs> um, All right, what you ooh. got? Yeah, I'm gonna have to go ham on pole because 
Lewis is just unbeatable. I mean, the 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 lap that he put in to get Paul at Monza, he beat Valtteri by like what was it, two two hundredths? It after eight, Valtteri eight hundredths, eight hundredths. Yeah. Okay, right after Valtteri had cl- crossed the line, it was just like, oh, I'm sorry, you thought you had it, and I'm going to beat you by just that much. <laughs> it continues to happen. It sucks. Ask Nico Rosberg what he thinks about that because that happened to him a lot too. Yeah. Well, I think I think Nico might need to talk to Valtteri, um, which <laughs> God bless him. Um, the Nico Rosberg services. <laughs> <laughs> new services. Here, I just gave we just gave Nico a new business model or a new business. There we go. Um, I'm gonna go. Oof, this is tough. I'm going to go Lewis P1 cuz I think he's going to be he's pissed. He just he wants to just close this close this down. Um I'm going to put a racing point in P2. Ooh. Nice. And I'm going to put Checo. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's probably stupid, but um, you got to take you got to take some you gotta risks. Take right risks. Now. I mean, at this point I'm I'm 11 points down. Um and I'm gonna go max P3, uh, max P3. Solid. I just right. I don't think the I don't think the Italian air is quite up to Red Bull's liking. In Grosjean moment, yeah, I'm gonna go Kvyat as well because I just don't want to see him on the track. Period. <laughs> I'm actually very happy with Roman Grosjean right now. He was his radio this week was was amazing. It was great to yeah, hear actually, him for for Gasly. You're right. Actually, we forgot to to, to highlight that because for once, I actually have really positive things to say about Grosjean. He was Dude, really I, genuinely happy for him, and that was that was really nice to see. Actually, I was I was like, wow, I didn't know I could actually like Roman Grosjean. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, it was it was amazing support from him and and big ups to to Roman Grosjean. We give him a lot of shit. Well, that might be the only time we ever hear yeah, that. Save, <laughs> save that. <laughs> save it. All right. So uh, we've uh, officially taken this over the hour mark. So hey, You know what? There's a lot to talk about, though. I'm not mad at it. There's a lot to talk about. You know, Pierre Gasly, you're the fucking man. That's, uh, that's all I'm going to say for Bravo this week. Pierre. And... <laughs> and uh and I, and and I think and at the end of the day Lewis was also really genuinely happy for him and he's and he he actually leaves Monza with the same amount of points difference to uh second place which was Botas now and not back so he's just chilling right now um and we'll see what happens in Mugello Dropping maybe if uh, stats once again <laughs> pit service <laughs> I, I don't I want love, that to I stick. Love, I love that acronym. It's going to stick because you don't like it. <laughs> of course. I love it. All right. Make sure to follow us on all the, all the Instas and the Twitters. And uh, what's our, what's our, what's our um, at? At the Grandstand F1, baby. That's right. And if you want to pick up a BDE shirt, you know, you can do that as well. The Grandstand also, F1. Request. I would love to see some fan requests for T-shirts. They want. We should make a Gasly shirt. Just a thought. We will make a ghastly shirt. <laughs> oh, and you know, just while we're running a little late, I just want to say a special shout out to Italiano, Michael Italiano, uh, this weekend. Because uh, as you know, we play F1 Fantasy, and I messaged him a few minutes before time ran out to set our rosters for the week. 
to see what was going on with Danny Rick's car. And he actually messaged me back like saying, no minor issue. You got this. It's like, all right, cool. That was much appreciated. Uh, yeah. That was the reason I put Danny Rick as turbo driver, which I sort of regret. <laughs> yep. I did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real though. Thanks for the Appreciate you, bro. <laughs> he, you, if you told me there was gonna be a red flag, that would have been cool too. <laughs> Where were you, man? What was he a psychic now? <laughs> All right, we're officially going on a Danny Rick BD tangent, which is awesome. But See, we'll save that for do. next time.